Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us imagining, get us talking, and get us doing something. Get us connected and perhaps inspired or challenged to do a bit more because we made that connection. So our topic today is on community weaving. And I have two community weavers that will be sharing about a project and a program that I am excited to have you learn more about. My co-host is Kate Towell, who is a a writer and a community weaver. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So I'd like you to introduce your guest that you brought today. Well, I have with me in the studio Lynn Daniels. She's also a community weaver uh, like me. Um, But she serves with me on the Sweet Potato Comfort Pie team. Uh, We also know each other through other community initiatives, um, like the annual Overcoming Racism Conference, discussions that encounter. um, But Lynn and I know each other uh, through parent engagement, community engagement in the Minneapolis Public Schools. We've been at it a while. Great. Good morning. Glad to be here. Good morning, Lynn. Tell us a little bit about your background. So how far back do you want me to go? As far back as you Two years ago, I had my first job. No, I, I am a transplant from Chicago, here on scholarship to Mankato State, have stayed in a community some years, <laughs> and have enjoyed it. Uh, passionate about community engagement, outreach, um, inclusive, inclusive, inclusivity, and maintaining our... Uh, place at a table, I think. If you're mm-hmm. not at the table, you're probably on the menu. Mm-hmm. And if you're not at the table, just get a folding chair and get at the table. I am. And uh, if you've got plenty at the table, let's make a bigger table for everyone to be able to That is for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Add a leaf. Yeah. Add a leaf. Um, so I, again, I'm from the Midwest originally, but uh, certainly Chicago is a lot different from Minnesota ice. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to learn to uh, integrate and not assimilate. Uh, I w- would have been maybe had an easier road had I assimilated, but mm-hmm. I think uh, a little spine and a little integrity. <laughs> yeah, and there was an article just, uh, I think it was yesterday in the Star Tribune about Minnesota Nice and the multicultural um, response to that Nice is, is not necessarily nice. Right. That the feeling about it is really not belonging. Yes, yes. I... Um, I have enjoyed a, a great deal of success and, and made a number of friendships and re- developed rapport with a lot of communities. I'd like to think I have increased the social climate, both in Mankato when I was uh, there for three years and certainly here in the Twin Cities area. And so uh, the Twin Cities will know and Minnesota will know that I have been here and arrived and left. I intend to leave a legacy of that commitment and engagement. And Kate, I know that this is a, a long-term commitment on your part. Um, going back to your childhood in supporting uh, civil rights and a passion that you express in your book. Yes, I um, I come by this honestly because I have a father who was doing this work of community engagement in Michigan City, Indiana when I was a child. And Lynn and I were talking before the show um, about how we, we learn that skill of inclusivity from others. You know, it may not necessarily be our parents and our family of origin, but 
Um, in my case, yes, I did learn that from my father. Um, and so it's deeply imprinted in me. And um, I did write a book called The Sweet Burden of Crossing, which is now being read by publishers. So, And in looking at that sense of belonging, both of you speak to me in terms of people who feel very comfortable in doing community weaving and creating a sense of belonging um, amongst uh, a variety of intercultural, multicultural communities. Certainly. And that connection is, you know, that sense of belonging really is a connection, building connections. So tell me about how building connection is the gift that is expressed, especially through sweet potato pie, sweet potato comfort pie, which I know you're both very involved in. Yes. Well, I'm not a baker myself, per se. In fact, people say that my child learned how to cook out of self-defense when she was two years old. (laughs) But I I do have an appreciation for soul food, if you will, appreciation for all food, especially if I don't have to go in the kitchen and cook it. I think that's the most dangerous room in the house. Uh, Uh, Having said that, it does have fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's got, you know, stoves. It's got cast iron skips. It's got machinery. It's it's got weapons in there. Absolutely. Slick floor. Uh Food on it. Um, (laughs) I think uh, certainly sweet potato pie is is a mainstay in the African American community. It's uh, one of our our most sacred um, desserts. Uh, one that just saying the name or, or looking at it just endears a smile and and a warmth and a presence in and of itself. And then certainly when you're consuming it and food as a whole has that calming presence on all cultures. It is very difficult to be angry. Mm-hmm. If you're and, breaking bread together. And digest food. Yeah. You, your, your digestive system just will not allow you to and, and, um, swallow something with agitation. Mm-hmm. Just physiologically, you have to be at a certain state of calm even to allow food to go down. And so certainly something that you're enjoying and with persons you're enjoying it with, whether you started off enjoying them and or the food or not, you ultimately, you bre- it breaks down defenses. Mm-hmm. It breaks down. It's a, a, a good mechanism for um, cutting through barriers mm-hmm. and developing rapport, developing relationship and certainly connections. So tell me about the program that's been going on for how many years now with the Sweet Potato Comfort Pie? This is our sixth annual event. Um, And um, Rose McGee, who is our founder and creator, the idea creator, we call her a (laughs) pie-lanthropist. She she watched with uh, horror, um, you know, as the as as the Michael Brown um, saga ensued. Yeah, as all that. Yeah, she uh, saw that. Missouri. I'm sorry. And she wanted to do something, and so she uh, made pies. That's what she does in crisis. And she loaded up her car and drove down with her son, and literally offered the pies to people as comfort uh, during this time of of stress. And what did she find when she brought those pies? What happened? When Were people surprised? I think you there know, were what, a what, plethora of mm-hmm. responses, certainly mm-hmm. one of disbelief, certainly some of joy, some of sadness, some of it's such nice to meet you as in, it is in any occasion, mm-hmm. but under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. But she also met with some strife. Mm-hmm. She um, was certainly inclusive 
with the pious. She didn't just serve them to Micah Brown and the Ferguson, the communities of color for Ferguson community. She served to also to uh, police chief and to the police community as well. And so she tried to let them all know that everybody deserves and needs comfort at such a time as this. How many pies did she bring? I want to say 19 or oh 20 goodness. or so. You I know, think, between I, the tears uh -huh. and, the, and the fears and the mm -hmm. anger and, the, you know, like all of us watching, you know, mm -hmm. the, the ensuing events unfold on television before our eyes and, and there's you have a sense, sense of helplessness. Exactly. What can I do? What I can be mad, but what else? Now mm -hmm. what? Okay, so I'm well, angry. I'm emotional. Now what? Yeah, and what struck her was, was um, she had offered the pie to... Uh, a few people who, when they received it, they they just rocked back and forth. You know, this is a way of working through trauma, too, certainly, to certainly. rock back and forth, to move our bodies. Mm -hmm. And they were rocking back and forth as though they were holding something very, very special. Sacred. sacred. They didn't even yeah. want to eat it. Yeah. You know, they said, I'm going to have a hard time Cutting breaking this. into this, opening this up, eating this. And, and she's like, no, no, that's what it's for, to share with your friends and family. What strikes me is that when there's trauma in the family, you want to make a meal and bring them the family together. Certainly. And yeah. it was you an want off a comfort. Right. Yeah. And to me, hearing the story, it feels like she was creating family. Certainly. She and I understand that on 9-11, the first thing that I did was go home and, and bake muffins mm -hmm. and then bring them to my daughter's school. Mm -hmm. So I think when we when we hear of these uh, crises and these traumatic events. Traumatic mm -hmm. events. Yes, we want to do something mm -hmm. to bring comfort. And there is something about baking, even though I know this is a place that terrifies you. In terms of the kitchen. <laughs> no, but it's not about terrifying. Yeah. No, no, I'm the just, kitchen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just anal enough to not like get my hands. Uh, okay. So it's not really terrifying. Uh, I just don't do it. Uh, well, <laughs> and and that's a really ma good segue, maybe to belonging and yeah. and finding our. What's interesting about our pie team is we've all found our role, identity. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've all found our pie identity, and that's that's a concept that um, I created with with other educators to to describe the parts of us that are so important to uh, the ingredients within each of us that that bring comfort to the community. And I know we're coming to the end of this segment, so I just want to um, review so the audience understands that this has been going on for six years. Mm -hmm. After the Ferguson experience, this became an idea of how do pies get made in our community. But it's specifically done on the weekend of Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, mm -hmm. and we bake the number of pies for the age that he would be had he not been slain. And how many pies would that be for this year? This year, 19, 2020, will be 91 pies. Oh 91 pies, right. And those 91 pies, you as a group decide who you want to distribute these to. Is that right? In individual groups. Mm -hmm. We break down and have a discussion facilitated by ourselves and others. And who I would bequeath, if you will, a pie to and uh -huh. why. I believe that has as much power as the making of the pie and giving of the pie Certainly. of just being able to do discernment. Certainly. Our, our recipients have had some overwhelming experiences, like she said, in receiving pies, and sometimes their only reaction is they're just speechless. They can only rock mm -hmm. or, or cry or moan, and it's out of joy, not out of pain, or sometimes out of pain. And we also believe that um, 
that were healed by stories, by the power of story. And stories are created through this whole process. We create stories in the kitchen as we bake together. We create stories as, as we convene in community to decide where the pies go. And then stories are also created as the pies are, are gifted to people in the community. And you are encouraging people to join you tomorrow. Yes. At the Brookview Community Center, and that's 316 Brookview Parkway South in Golden Valley. Um, and you're going to give your email address. Yes, it's K-T-M-U-S-E at CenturyLink.net. One more time. K-T-M-U-S-E at CenturyLink.net. And if folks have questions, they can give you a call. Or they can go on to Facebook, and you can look for Sweet Potato Comfort Pie for more information. And when we come back after our... Um uh, after our, our just a quick break, couple commercials to keep us going here, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be talking more about how that human connection gets created, uh, where we can be vulnerable, and what does vulnerable look like. And as Benet uh, Brown talks about, how do we get that wild heart mm-hmm, that allows exactly. us uh, yep. to make those connections? Wild but brave, yes. Wild but brave. Yeah. So stay with us as we continue to look for space for wild but brave. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm your host, Lori Fitz, and today we are talking about sweet potato comfort pie, and I have my co-host, Kate Toll, who is a writer and a community weaver, and here to share with us more about sweet potato comfort pie and the wonderful event that takes place that celebrates uh, both sweet potato comfort pie as well as Martin Luther King. Kate, welcome. Hi, it's good to be here. Um, We are very excited about our sixth annual Sweet Potato Comfort Pie event tomorrow at the Brookview Community Center from 2 to 4.30. And this is, uh, we will be baking 91 pies for Dr. Martin Luther King's 91st birthday. (laughs) Um, And the baking takes place actually uh, today. Um, so while we're here at the studio, um, we've got volunteers uh, in the kitchen uh, baking, and um, and they're going to make pies that can be distributed out in our community. These pies have become iconic, and they're viewed as they're offered as gifts to comfort and honor people, often both, because people who are working hard need to be comforted. And I've got with me Lynn Daniels, who's also on the pie team. Lynn and I have a good time together. Yes, we do. Um, we, it, it, it's pie time for a good time. And, pie time. And, um, and Lynn, often Lynn and I uh, in the past have been in the kitchen trying to get those pies cooled off in the cold weather. So um, we actually want a cold day. Uh, today it's to it's, cool down. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> ninety-one pies. Yeah, actually, we bake in excess of ninety-one pies. We give away ninety-one pies. We also serve pie at the event. And so, I don't want you to be mistaken that you're coming here to just get a pie to give away. You're coming to eat pie also, to enjoy pie, to enjoy fellowship, and community, but also to uh, select a person or organization that you would give a pie to. Tell me about the space that gets created. I know that this is something that's important to both of you, the idea of building space where people can feel 
belonging and vulnerability. And the space that gets built by the event of the sweet potato comfort pie helped me, helped me see what that's like. So if you think about it, any time you have a group of individuals, uh, humans or animals, there is space created. We hope to create a positive space. We hope to create an enduring space, a space where it is safe to be yourself, safe to bring your authentic self to the table and the contributions that you culturally, physically, as a gender, all that you are, all that you represent, that you can bring to the table and feel safe, leaving it there sometime, sharing it with others, absorbing others in the space, but also the capacity to be vulnerable in that space. And that's where the trusting begins. That's where the relationship and the rapport building begins. Our philanthropist, Rose McGee, uh, formerly of Deep Roots Gourmet, had this concept again we talked about in our first section with the uh, tragedy events that occurred in Missouri and unfortunately was not an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. We've had spaces created for pies to be shared and comfort needed. Rose has taken to many places. Certainly, since Orlando that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, nightclub shooting. Uh, She's the most recent synagogues, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and now some more synagogues as we learned over this holiday season. And what a wonderful thing to bring. The massacre oh. and uh, Mother Emanuel. Yeah. And how bringing pie to share that you baked because you cared about this person. The and simplicity wanted, and the yes. beauty of dessert. Yes. I mean, and, and, get and, and, in it. Think about it. Yeah. I eat my dessert first because life is uncertain. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we may have a fire drill uh-huh. or something, and uh-huh. then I didn't eat my dessert, so I get that in first to get it out the way. But just the breaking, literally, of bread mm-hmm. and communing with one another. Mm-hmm. Taking that moment. Well, and then back to the iconic symbolism of the sweet potato comfort pie as being a sacred dessert of black people Sorry. and and a cultural asset. So we're we're prioritizing here that that it's not just about belonging in a community space, but the type of belonging that demands that we be who we are as we are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that we we believe that um, an important aspect of culture and community and building community is caring and tending our own identity so that when we come into a space, uh, we're bringing the strength of our identity. Um, if, if you're forced to assimilate and you can't be who you are, you're coming into a space at a deficit already. Certainly. And we believe that this has a healing mechanism and, and, and we're building a culture upon identity. Yeah. And we think there's a both and here. Mm-hmm. I can enter this space, maintain my culture and identity, but not at the expense of yours. I can include and value and appreciate yours as well, and you're and you mine. Mm-hmm. And so it's all both and. And learn from each other. Certainly. And be open. And so the beauty of the sweet potato comfort pie, and again, I am confident that our pie-lanthropist, Rose McGee, was not thinking this all out when she was frustrated sure. and in tears was baking um, in excess of 20 pies and took them to Ferguson, Missouri, on behalf of Michael Brown and his family. But if you think about it, sweet potato pie has a plethora of ingredients, as, as any gourmet mm-hmm. dessert does. Mm-hmm. 
but for the African-American community, a lot of those individually have some healing properties mm. in them. Mm. The sweet potato itself has some healing properties. And so does the nutmeg. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. But when you bring them all together, it's just like a group being brought all together. All of us have something to contribute, something to add, something to give mm. that can improve you and me and she. And then we also have roles and and uh projects and things that we serve that are within us, we have different parts of us, you know, be it that we're a mother or a, a sister or a daughter, you know, these are all roles that we play that, that also are part of a pie, right? And you've, create a safe space. Mm-hmm. You've written some support materials, mm-hmm. educational support materials. We have. Those are available to the public if they were interested in taking a look at what these are. And, uh, yes, yeah. again, they can email me at ktmuse at centurylink.net, <laughs> and I'll, I'll make sure they get connected to those materials. Um, and but look- yes, we have, we have different community activities. Um, our Pi Identity Exercise is one, uh-huh. but we also have um, students or community um, talk about how you bake unity into community. Oh, nice. And we also talk about the difference between authentic integration and assimilation because uh, we can never encounter true belonging if we have to give ourselves up. Like, like Lynn said, um, we really do need to, to prioritize our own, understand our own identity uh, without degrading somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So. I want to learn more about some of the other exercises, as well as how, as we continue to create the space, what are some actions? What do we do once we create this opportunity to be vulnerable and learn from each other and take pride in who we are, but also find out who everyone else is at, at our, our pie celebration? Uh, what does that look like and how do we do that? And that's one thing that I think that we can explore in our next segment. But if you want to learn more about the sweet potato pie, you do have a short break while we're having a commercial. You can go to Facebook and take a look at the sweet potato comfort pie. And if you've got questions, you can give Kate an email and she'll give you her email address. K-T-M-U-S-E at CenturyLink.net. And tomorrow, if you're so moved, you can join the group. It's uh, Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4.30 at the Brookview Community Center, and that's 316 Brookview Parkway South. Do they have to call and tell you or send a note and tell you that they're coming, or can they just show up? Walk-ins, welcome. Walk-ins are welcome. No copay. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you then. And we'll be right back just after a few commercials here. Radio show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and I have Kate Toll, who is a community weaver, and she is an author. Um, she does wonderful things in the community and brings great ideas to our show. She's been with us for the last year now, bringing in special programs. And the special program she brought in today is all about sweet potato comfort pie, an event, and really a culture that you're developing, isn't it? It really is, because since it's based on the sacred dessert of black people, we say we keep our eyes on the pies. Right. We we really want to bring in that element of of inclusivity and justice. 
And we talked in the last segment about creating that space that allows us to come together. And the space in where you create the pie is really a space where everyone can bring their whole self and serve each other. And each each component, each ingredient uh, of who we are, as well as what we create, um, is all part of the making of the pie. And that you all then decide where the pies go. In addition to having a little pie of your own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You got you to sample. Let people know it's good enough for them. That's right. I'm That's doing right. this for you. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Absolutely. And tomorrow uh, is a big day. It is. That's the day where the pies are decided where they go. Plus, you get to eat some. So if you're interested in being part of this amazing event of sweet potato comfort pie, you can uh, put this on your calendar for tomorrow. It's from 2 to 4.30 at the Brookview Community Center. And that's 316 Brookview Parkway South, Golden Valley. You can also look it up on Facebook. And that's the sweet potato comfort pie. Uh, Kate, you've got an email in case people have questions and want to get a hold of you. Yes, K-T-M-U-S-E at CenturyLink.net. There's something new that's happening this year. You guys have been doing it for six years, but you've got some new ingredients for your pie celebration. Tell me about that. Yeah, and I just want to mention, too, um, that the, the... foundational ingredients of of our culture are community, conversation, connection, celebration, and comfort. So mm. so everything everything springs from the five C's, right. And and um, so as part of that, this year, we're um, going to be honoring women in transition. And so, we're going to give a certain number of pies to organizations that are supporting women who are homeless or women who are transitioning um, through some kind of difficult situation. Uh, we also have a Batter That Matters Award that we'll be giving out for the first time and, and to, to a community leader who has transformed public education for uh, black children, but for all children, all really. Children. Yes, yes. So two awards that we will not know until we get there tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. To yep. be announced. Yes. And and um, I, except the first one is really just is more of an awareness that there's a special recognition for women certainly. in transition. Right. Certainly. And that's that's a certain amount of pies. And then um, what we do is. A uh, celebration, of course, is part of our event. Okay. So we will have some music. We will have some light storytelling. But we will gather in small circles. We believe in circles because they reinforce listening and equality. And we will and share stories. Caring. Yeah, all those five C's. And we will be sharing stories about people in the community who we believe uh, should be honored or comforted with our pies. So, yeah. so as an example, last year, you might remember that this time last year, our government was on a shutdown. Yep. And that implied that some government workers were not required to work and so could vacation, could But they weren't going to be paid. But there were others that yeah. were mandated to work mm-hmm. for no cost mm. and sometimes at great cost. Yeah. Uh, our TSA workers, for example, who were making just above minimum wage and weren't even receiving that, Mm -hmm. and were having difficulties even arriving to work and Mm -hmm. maintaining lunch. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I took pies to individuals in my um, community that I personally live in Mm -hmm. that were TSA workers. Our 
air traffic controllers, again, mandated workers, mm -hmm. you know, some emergency essential services mm -hmm. uh, still have to go on, kind of like hospitals and mm -hmm. certain places are open even on holidays sure. because people still get sick, people still have accidents, people still bear children mm -hmm. on holidays. Um, uh, so I took a pie to a young lady in the community that was an air traffic controller that was still working and, and what is considered the most stressful job in the world, but doing it unpaid and as a single parent. And so I took her a pie just for comfort and to let her know that we valued her as an individual and certainly in her profession as an air traffic controller, but that we thought enough of her to think that she needed some comfort in spite of her payment. And each of these circles will have that opportunity for people to share, I know this person, or I know this person. This organization. This organization. This and these are where I think pies could create healing. This is where I think we could make a connection that would be very powerful to let people know that we recognize and we see them and we support them. During At one of our time. first events, we had a little guy bring almost the entire room to tears, explaining the care and the support and the love he felt from the staff at a hospital when he had an egregious infection and almost was cost his life. And he was spent a significant amount of time in hospital and he told us I'd like to give the hospital staff a pie and you know there wasn't a dry eye in the room sure. nor at the hospital when he walked in with pies and we're building story upon story upon story <laughs> like this and I've experienced also being in circles on, um, on the Martin Luther King Sunday uh, you know tomorrow's event where people have decided in the circle to give a pie to somebody in the circle Certainly. because because they're going through something that's, that's difficult. Are the stories ever collected and, and kept somewhere? It seems to me that that would be such a wonderful anthology of where the connections have been made and where the pies have gone and what... What has been shared in those circles? If not, if they haven't, something to think about for the future. Well, we do have um, a guide to sweet potato comfort pie, and we've and we've of course expressed some of the stories and recorded some of the stories. Um, we do keep them and collect them, but um, and we've been supported greatly by the Bush Foundation, nice. which which recognizes and understands our work and mm -hmm. has supported some of that uh, some of that putting these stories into print. Uh, but this time, we're recognizing that we would like to create a traveling display um, with a booklet um, that, that we can bring into various environments to have these discussions. Because uh, we do realize that the stories themselves have a power all their own, mm -hmm. in addition to the power of pie. And so. that, that's part of the action, isn't it? You that know, is the action. There, there's a space where people to gather but the action takes place when we begin to share our story. Certainly. Once right. you've created that safe space, now what? Right. Because you've got people um, who, who might be very liberal, progressive uh, Democrats who are delivering pies to people in the neighborhood who have lost their husband, but, uh, who was, you know, a staunch conservative. Certainly. Um, these pies are getting through to people in ways that... That language yeah, our and ideology might not have ever exactly. It was, it's goes beyond language. Yeah, you had encouraged us to listen to uh, Benet Brown, and she was talking about during Harvey when mm. there was uh, a disaster going Certainly. on. No one asked what their political, what political affiliation. Faith. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and speaking of, do you of need the, shoes, and what size do you wear? Right. Exactly. And and what size do you wear? Not let's give everybody the same size. Exactly. <laughs> right. But um, 
uh, Brené Brown and, and Krista Tippett from the On Being podcast um, referred to that as collective effervescence, collective effervescence, when we do find those spaces and opportunities where people can feel their shared humanity, their inextricable human connection, and the fact that they're part of something greater that's grounded in love and compassion. And it's so much a part of what Dr. Martin Luther King talked about and vir- virtues and values that he espoused also, which is, again, a direct connection mm-hmm. to the pies being given on this day on his behalf. And, and I put in air quotes, strangers. I mean, how powerful it is to connect with people we don't know. Certainly. And create that, as you were saying, effervescence energy, connection, whatever that is when we both care and show that care and that it goes deeper than a, a, a just a, a nice thing to do, we do feel connected. We do feel like we've created an us and not a, a tribal um, where there is partisanship and where there is disconnection and when there is um, a lack of feeling like we are Community, I like unity as part of community. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? You might remember a movie uh, years back called Six Degrees of Separation. Yes, yes. And that we are inextricably connected. And mm-hmm. we'd like to think the new six degrees mm-hmm. of separation mm-hmm. or now of collaboration are community and caring and conversation. And, and sweet potato pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comfort. Well, and I so just want to say, <laughs> yes. there, there's a lot of spaces that are drawing people together and doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Doherty's organization, Better Angels. You've got Dr. David Camp on a national level doing the White Ally Toolkit. Uh, Lynn and I are part of a group called Discussions That Encounter. I think the richness here comes from this is one of the few spaces that I see where you've got diversity in age, in gender, uh, in income. In, yeah, in income. And, and this really truly achieves that because the thing is, trauma takes away your capacity to be vulnerable with others. Sure, but we come we together, our... and that's the glue of community, though, mm-hmm. um, that, that vulnerability. And, and um, this is just a rare opportunity where that vulnerability is the strength of a people and, and brings everybody together with an invitation that is sacred. I'm going to go back to your trauma um, analogy in that we do put armor up. Yes, when, we do. When something terrible has happened. Yes, we do. And it it's keeps a coping us safe. mechanism. Yes. And it's a natural default. And a trauma takes away uh, the almost luxury of being vulnerable. Certainly. Because the, the trust is gone. So it, it seems to me that when we get down to that common denominator of a good pie, as simple and as beautiful and as, as you were saying, how food is something that when you swallow, you cannot be angry. You know, as common as yeah, simple. It's physiological and, and possible. That, that piece of pie it's that called you choking. share. That other seed, yeah, choking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've, how, how often we've heard choking down something. Or, yeah. and, and, and when you do get angry, you lose your appetite. So what does it mean to create an appetite for community? You know, what does it mean to have pie being the common denominator that we all can just go, yeah, that's good, and I care about you, and and I care that you're hurting, and I care that we don't need to have our armor here. And that that says a lot. Uh, that That's the, the big kitchen 
Mm-hmm. We, whenever there's a party, people always want to be in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. So, that's, the, that's the gathering spot. <laughs> so how have we created a community event that's really a big kitchen gathering certainly, spot certainly. for us well, to share? I, I think that um, with our mantra of keeping the eyes on the pies and understanding that this is connected to a broader civil rights movement that has never stopped mm-hmm. and this can bring never us been fully our, realized either. this can bring us into our uh, next segment where we where we talk about perseverance and love and persistence and and uh, being dogged about this uh, because we never did get it right we got it white <laughs> so so we have to keep going but but I think um, you know, having it grounded once again in in knowing that people can come together as they are. And we're not going to gr- degrade somebody for who they are, but we're going to share and expose them to rich cultural assets, Certainly. rich rich cultural traditions, rich cultural beauty that they may have seen in no other space. They may have access to this in no other way. So with that, I'm encouraging the audience to think about joining the Sweet Potato Comfort Pie. Uh, As I understand, walk-ins are welcome. And as you come to this event, you will be part of a community process that decides where 91 pies will be going to people um, and community and organizations that the story has shared that is is a necessary place to go. And the story will continue. And the story will... um, Evolve and Evolve. continue. Exactly. So I, I want to make sure folks know January 19th, that's tomorrow, from 2 to 4.30. It is at the Brookview Community Center. Uh, and you can look that up, 316 Brookview Parkway South. You can go to Facebook, uh, and the Facebook has the Sweet Potato Comfort Pie Overview. And if you'd like to call Kate or contact Kate with an email, uh, I'm going to have Kate give you her email address. K-T-M-U-S-E. At CenturyLink.net, KTMuse at CenturyLink.net. And we look forward to seeing you there, as well as staying with us for our next segment, where we're going to be talking uh, more about what's the long haul? What, what does this look like for now and for the future? How are we being persistent about love? And we'll look forward to having you join us. Uh, come back right after a few commercials. See you then. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and today we're talking about sweet potato comfort pie. We're also celebrating Martin Luther King Day, Um, and on tomorrow, there's a wonderful opportunity for folks to come have some sweet potato comfort pie, as well as decide where should that sweet potato comfort pie go for people in need, um, and who we decide through story, who those high recipients should be. It's tomorrow, that's January 19th, from 2 p.m. to 4.30 at the Brookview Community Center. That's 316 Brookview Parkway South. And that's in Golden Valley. And today, uh, we have had the pleasure of Kate Toll being our co-host. She is a community weaver and has brought this uh, important uh, event and idea for Connections today. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And we have a, an amazing guest who works with Kate with the community, uh, the Sweet Potato Comfort Pie community event. And Lynn Daniels is a community weaver herself. Thank you. 
You mentioned earlier uh, when I talked about how it is difficult for anyone to, uh, almost physiologically impossible, to digest food mm-hmm. under stress, under anger. Um, in fact, my, my dad is in a hospital in Chicago um, and struggling to uh, swallow on his own, and therefore he can't eat, because if you can't swallow, you can't mm-hmm. eat. And I thought about it when you were elaborating on that, that even if you think about it, the Heimlich maneuver mm-hmm. that you do when someone is choking, that other C word, yeah. is basically a, a big hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just think about the beauty of Wow. You're about to lose your life from choking and not being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I can save you by, by basically you giving you a firm hug. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not so let you go. And we'd like to do yeah. that. Um, we'd like to persevere mm-hmm. through the pain, push through, and make progress. And, and you so, also mentioned how this is really part of Martin Luther King. One of his, my most favorite book of his is Beloved Community. Come on now. Community come or on Chaos. Now. You know? Yes, and, where do we go from here? Where do we go? Where uh, do we go from here? And that's here? really the question that both of you are, are struggling in looking at how does this become more real? How well, does love And become? everybody else in America is struggling yeah. with that right now. Well, and I think one of the things we lose when there's so much trauma and, and destructive forces is hope. Certainly. And Dr. King reminded us that everything that's done in the world is done by hope. Yeah, that's right. Everything, all, every little uh, move we make, every action we take is done by hope. Would you and share I've heard the, the acronym of hope is helping other people. Excel. Wow, that's that's nice. So just the letters in the word itself are empowering. And and speaking of that, give me the C's again for your pies. So the six uh, degrees of separation (laughs) of caring, or Uh the five degrees, uh, if you add caring, it would be Mm -hmm. six, our community, conversation, connection, like we're having on your show, celebration, and certainly comfort. And, and certainly elements, uh, those six uh, elements are, are necessary in any facets of anyone's life, mm-hmm. not just uh, African Americans eating dessert, uh, precursor, if you will, a free precursor to the uh, accredited, well-accredited uh, General Mills, uh, Martin Luther King breakfast they do for a fundraiser for UNCF on Monday. So this is your dessert first <laughs> on Sunday, which is Absolutely. right up my alley, and it's free, but it's... Uh, it's about the comfort yeah. of the comfort of healing, the comfort of hope, the celebration and connection, the community. I also want to share uh, Dr. King's words from uh, Beloved Community, which I think speaks to both of you. The end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of the beloved community. It is this type of spirit and this type of love that can transform opponents into friends. It is this type of understanding and goodwill that will transform the deep gloom of the old age into the exuberant gladness of the new age. It is this love which will bring about miracles in the hearts of men. That is right. That's really beautiful. And just the dawn, the dawn, and the um, our meeting our community members wherever they are. That's right, and and knowing that um, people are hard to hate close up. Absolutely. And we look forward to having you join us tomorrow, Sunday. Um, Give us the community address one more time real quick. We've got five seconds. 316 Brookview Drive South, Golden Valley. Terrific. Brookview Community Center. Yep. Thank you.